Welcome to The Treatment with Dr. Rahi. I'm Dr. Rahila Sarbazia, your host. This is your resource for all things health, wellness, and beauty. Hi, it's Dr. Rahi. Welcome to my office in Beverly Hills. Today I'm here with Dr. TJ Sai from Orange County, California. Thanks for coming. No problem. You call me Dr. TJ. Dr. TJ. Yeah. Cool. A little bio on you. Dr. TJ has been in practice for over 20 years. You are the founder and medical direct, director of Ageless MD in Orange County. You're an Allergan Black Diamond Injector, speaker and trainer for Hans Biomed, which is the maker of mint threads. And um, your specialty is facial slimming, facial sculpting, and non-invasive facelifting. That's very interesting. What does that mean, actually? So, uh, as I've been in practice, I base my procedures on what people ask of me. So one of the more popular things that people want to do is to slim their face. Um, we do some weight loss too, and so people want to lose weight, people want to have a thinner face, and people, as we age, um, tissue and skin and our fat compartments all drift down. So we normally start off with a nice V-shape when we're youthful, and as we age, that becomes like an inverted triangle. And so everything gathers here. So I specialize in non-surgical methods to reverse that and make it more like a V-shape, lift the lower third of the face, hence the non-surgical face lifts, and get them a slimmer face. Very cool. At what age do we start seeing all these changes in our face? Well, for the aging process, you'll start seeing stuff maybe in the mid to early 30s, possibly. Uh, I have patients that come to me that are young and yeah. 21 years old, and they may be a little on the heavier side and they have a little heavier lower face and they just want to have a thinner more contoured face and so i help them with either using threads or energy devices or kybella to slim their face when they're a younger age but when you're older and your fat compartments have drifted down the ligaments have gotten looser and things are falling you want to basically resuspend the fat compartments and kind of lift everything back up again very cool um, so today specifically, I want to discuss threads because threads are so popular now, facial and body threads. Uh, and I know you're one of the one of the trainers for Hans Biomed, and you train me, and I love your technique, and I love threads. So um, first of all, what are threads? So threads are small. Um, they're basically strings that are made of um, absorbable material. Usually in this country, it's PDO or polydioxanone. They're absorbable, which means your body will uh, break it down into carbon dioxide and water. Your body completely absorbs it. It's not permanent. And so the threads either, they have a couple of functions. Either they, they're inserted underneath the skin to create or boost collagen, or the threads are inserted using barb technique that actually latches onto the tissue and use it to pull and suspend the skin and lift the face. So there's different functions of the different types of threads. Cool. Um, so there's different, and, and the United States is really only the PDO and um, the PLA? PLA threads are starting to come around and they've been around in Korea for a while now, but they're starting to be used here. PLA are polyelectric acid and they last a little bit longer than the PDO. And again, these are all um, absorbable and are not permanent, so you won't have any long-lasting or permanent results that could cause permanent problems. So, how long do they normally last for? When you actually get threads in your face, how how long? How often would you 
repeat the procedure. So for the smooth threads, if you're going to stimulate collagen, they usually last about four to six months. So the, there's the smooth, the twist, the barb. Yes. So the Anything smooth threads are the ones that you insert and they basically um, stimulate collagen to boost the collagen in your skin. They last about four to six months. The barb threads are the ones that have teeth and they actually hook and uh, connect the, the tissue and lift. They do the heavy lifting. You mentioned the um, spiral threads yep. and there's also some new other threads that are coming out called mesh and other ones. So the future of threads is moving to where some threads are being used almost like a filler. So if some people are not wanting fillers for whatever reason, their religious beliefs are just against fillers. Yeah. Or some people may want something that's a little safer than fillers because as you know with fillers you can have some complications such as uh, necrosis and yep. things like that. So people want maybe a safer alternative and they can use threads also almost like a filler. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen where, um, you know, the I was at a lecture actually um, and it was a Korean doctor and he was talking about how you put a bunch of smooths under the eyes and it acts like a filler and um, it basically corrects the tear trough. But the, I guess the downside of that is high risk of bruising, right? Correct, because yeah. these threads are, um, the way that you insert a thread is through a needle. Uh, the threads don't automatically uh, diffuse into the skin. You have to actually insert the threads with a needle or a cannula. Sometimes the threads are uh, attached to a cannula or a needle and you insert them, you pull the needle or cannula out and the thread stays there. So yes, the threads can be put in here almost as a substitution for a filler for the tear trough. Or if someone has maybe some crepey skin and loose skin, you can put the smooth threads there to stimulate collagen. Right. And um, do you feel that you're doing a combination of threads and filler or just like if somebody comes in and wants like the most natural results, what would you suggest for like tear troughs? For the tear trough, I still for the most part use uh, fillers. Mm -hmm. um, for someone that maybe has very, very subtle shadowing or it's very, it's not very deep, um, I was a lot of times use a, uh, some smooth threads, some PLA threads to put under the tear trough if it's not that deep to give them a really slight correction. But if somebody just wanted threads, it's completely possible to almost like reverse the tear trough with just threads. I wouldn't say reverse, but you can make a nice correction to the yeah. tear trough with threads. You can either put them superficially underneath the skin or you can put them deeper uh, deeper level to act like a filler to actually lift um, if it's really really hollow so speaking of superficially I've had you know patients say that sometimes they feel when you put it more superficial they're scared that you're gonna be able to see the threads do you ever see that happen well you have to pick the right client so right you know someone who's a little older 60 Five and older maybe if their skin's a little thinner you may not want to consider them as a thread candidate because if you place the threads there you may run the risk of seeing them especially if you're gonna do bar threads or the lifting threads and someone who's older and has thinner skin when they animate or they move their face you may see the thread so you yeah. have to pick the right candidate not everybody is a good candidate for threads right uh, so who who is a good candidate for threads so you want to pick Am someone. I a good candidate for threads? Is Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but you're flawless, so um, I don't know what you would use threads for, but... Prevention. Yeah, so prevention, prevention for you, you know, like if you were to put some threads, it would be, you could put some smooth threads to stimulate collagen. Yeah. The smooth threads can give a little skin tightening, Here. which is, I think everybody always thinks that a little tightness of the skin is... Is, is nice to have. So yeah. boost the collagen in a very natural way, yeah. um, but not necessarily look um, 
fake or artificially done. It looks very, very natural. That's a good thing about threads is they're pretty natural looking once they sort of settle in and the healing process takes place. Um, what's, so the mechanism of action is stimulating of stimulation of collagen. Um, what are like the biggest misconceptions people have about threads? So uh, sometimes I've had people come to my office and they have had threads in other places and maybe they don't understand that not all threads are created equal. Right. So, and they don't understand the concept between smooth threads or the lifting threads. And so a lot of times it's, it's you know, I have to educate them and just kind of explain that, um, you know, um, the smooth threads are for collagen and the bar threads are for lifting. But even with the bar threads, there's different levels of bar threads because some threads are thicker, some threads have more barbs, some threads have a higher tensile strength, and some threads where they make the barbs, they usually cut them, and some threads they use the barbs and they mold the barbs under the threads. So there's different levels of bar barbs threads, and also the technique is important. So I personally, when I do the lifting threads, I like to tie knots. Yeah. A lot of the thread companies don't teach that. I love that technique I of love tying knots. Tying I've, I've noticed that when I do it, it like looks tighter than when I wasn't tying the knots. Correct, correct. Yeah. And so yeah, my, my patient population is usually a little bit younger. I've gotten 25 year olds that have done threads on yeah. and they turned out looking incredible. I know people are asking why would a 25 year old need threads, but um, but yeah, she wanted everything just pulled yeah. really tight and it gave her a slimmer looking face, more contoured cheeks, and she absolutely loved it. You can really wow. see a visible difference. But also everyone ages differently too. Like maybe that one person ages that, you know, like, they're they're fifty and they still look fine, and someone's twenty two and they oh, exactly. That's just that's just the way it is. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I say I, I don't do a lot of threads on people over sixty five. Yeah. But we've had had someone that was in their eighties and she looked like she was barely fifty years old and wow. she had really healthy skin and we did threads on her. So it's about like they looked great. Right. Exactly. So if you if you maintain the healthy lifestyle, you can probably when you're eighty. Look like you're 50. That's the goal, right? <laughs> no one would really complain. Yeah. 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 Um, is it, are threads considered an implant? Good question. So um, they are actually considered an implant or like a device. It's not really considered a medication. So uh, sutures are, um, they're the same sutures that people use for surgery when, when you're getting surgery, when you're getting stitches put in. So they are um, an implant or a device that's put into your body but they do absorb. Right, and they absorb over a period of six months? Four to six months. Four Maybe six over months. six months, they've usually been completely absorbed. What, um, what speeds up your metabolism? Like if, if you have a higher metabolism, you'll absorb them quicker? That's true. If you're a higher metabolism, or maybe if you've exercised a lot, or if, you, if you're a smoker, you may have a higher metabolism of the threads, or, um, or you go to saunas a lot. Yeah. Um, you go to hot yogas a lot. Oh yeah, that's that's me. I do all that <laughs> hot yoga, yeah. work out a lot. But but generally, I mean, it's usually well tolerated. It's um, lasts, you know, like I said, four to six months. But the lifting effects of the threads, because it does cause the skin to tighten, so the effects of the threads actually last longer, sometimes up to a year. Yep. Can the more you put, the more lift you get, right? Like the, it's it's proportional to the amount of threads that you put in someone's face. Correct. Yes and yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, yes, the more yes. the more threads you put in, the mm. the better lift, the longer result. But then you got to be careful because you 
can put too many threads and you can actually, because the threads create uh, collagen, you can over volumize someone if you put like a million threads. And then, gonna... and what would that be? Well, you would just give them an over puppy look if you did too many threads. You don't want right? that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, but you're talking in the hundreds and hundreds. Because, I mean, I've heard where, I think you were even telling me, and I've seen like YouTube videos where doctors or practitioners are putting like, hundreds of smooths in someone's face. Right, right, right. Those are smooth threads. So those are collagen boosting threads. Yeah. So those won't necessarily give like, um, but the, you know, um, they won't give a lifting effect yeah. necessarily, but um, they tighten the skin. And, mm-hmm. but they won't, if you, yeah, traditionally in Korea, they put 100 to 200 smooth threads in wow. the face. But those are the small um, smooth threads, not the barb threads. So I don't think it would be feasible to put 100 barb threads. Right. That would be, a, so going, into the downtime, what's the downtime for threads? Um, and what should people expect when they get threads? So because it is inserted with a needle, you can have bruising and some swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the smooth threads, that's very common for some bruising and some swelling. So I typically tell people seven to 10 days. And with the barbed threads, you're doing some lifting and you're pulling and, and with us, we, we are tying the threads too. So sometimes you can have some minor dimpling or buckling in the skin that um, is very temporary that can be relieved by just some massage later. Yeah. And you have to sort of like limit your facial movements for like two weeks, right? Yeah. I tell people not to go to like a month. comedy club for like a month because you don't want a big <laughs> overactive facial expression. Right. You yeah. want um, to limit like a big facial expression or to eat like a triple decker burger. Yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't, um... So you don't want to over inflate <laughs> your face or over exaggerate yeah. your facial expressions because you could cause the barbs to disengage and re-engage or move around. Yeah. And you don't want that because there's like problems. I mean, you could probably melt it with radio frequency, right? You could increase the absorption of the threads with radio frequency if you really didn't like it. Yeah. Or you, if you absolutely didn't like it. If there's an issue with it, you could always um, just take it out. Yeah, but we don't want to go down that road. Correct. Um, you notice that threads are just more and more popular. Threads are just more and more popular in your practice. Is that correct? Do you feel like it's like growing in numbers? I think now that the public is starting to become more educated and aware of threads, it's getting, it's growing more and more popularity. When they first came out in early 2000s, um, the threads, had issues, especially with the barb threads. And I, and I truly okay. believe when they launched it, they didn't give enough training for it. Yeah. And so people just started using it without really understanding how to insert right. the threads. And so back in early 2000s, when they launched the first absorbable threads, they were immediately recalled within a year. And so now they're being re- released again, but with that comes more responsible education. And that's why I've been involved with teaching because I want to elevate the community standards of thread so that you know people will start seeing great results uh, no matter what they, where they go. Right, that, that's great, I'm glad you're doing that. I loved your techniques, honestly. Like I felt that um, I was doing threads before and then trained with you and then I did a friend who I had done a year previously and with the newer technique, I just noticed a complete change. Newer technique, you mean you tied it? The tying and also the newer threads that I'm using. So I, it's a combination, newer technique, newer threads. Now you can't tie all the threads. Right. Because I've, I've tried to tie some other threads from right. other companies and it has to be a very strong thread to tie mm-hmm. the knot. Yeah. And otherwise, um, if you try to pull it and tie it, sometimes the thread can break if it's not a strong thread. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
What are some of, because threads are, I feel, now when I'm sort of looking at the world of aesthetics and I see threads are growing, but there's also like different trends in threads. You know, like a lot of people are doing like the cat eye, the nose threads. What do you think are the biggest um, uh, trends in threads right now? And where are the trends heading? The cat eye, you nailed it. The Bella Hadid, the cat eye, the <laughs> ponytail lift, where they basically I want use that. the threads to lift the brows or the corner of the eye into an upward slanted position. Yeah. But keep in mind that does change the brow position. Traditionally, we use the threads in the forehead to lift the brows. But yeah, the women, they do the makeup, they, they kind of slant that eyeliner upward, yeah. upward tick on the corner of the yeah. lateral canthus there, and they pull the eye up. So that's really, really popular. Um, using the threads to give a, a nice cheek augmentation because if you put a thread here You can make the cheeks pop by pulling the cheeks up to the side and lifting the cheeks um, And also now I see a lot of the trends moving towards like I said before using threads almost like a filler So for the people that are afraid of fillers, but you can use the threads to fill in the nose to elevate the nasal bridge but You don't like that. You don't like nose threads. I don't <laughs> Not that I don't like it, but what I've seen is that the trend overall in Asia is they're moving away from the nose threads. Right. Whereas right now, that's becoming really, really popular here because we're a little behind what they're doing in Korea, South Korea. Yeah, we are so, behind, yeah. Yeah, so the, the nose threads are, are taken off here, but in Korea, they've already you know, seen the problems and they've already dealt with the issues and they're kind of almost going back to just doing fillers in the nose again. Uh, instead of doing the threads in the nose. So uh, for the for the nose threads, I mean, with the fillers, I can get the same lifting with the tip of the nose with fillers as, as with the threads. But, you know, who knows? Um, it, it may follow the same trend as Korea. It may fizzle out later. It may yeah. continue. We don't know. Right. So what are your favorite trends and uh, threads right now? What's your favorite procedure, like, to do? Like I said, so my clients are mainly younger, 20s, 30s. <laughs> maybe some 40s. Amazing. So what they really want, not because they're aging, not because they look old, they want that snatched jawline. Yeah. They want they want their jawline to be really defined. Uh -huh. And so by using the threads and pulling it, and it gives them that really crisp jawline, and that is super highly desirable right now. I love that. I've actually had one thread on each side, um, over a year ago, and I noticed like a change in my jawline just with one on each side. Wow! So I, you know, I can't imagine that was a head. barbed. Thread. It was a barbed. It was right. one barbed right. on each side. Right, right. I loved it. Wow! Loved just one. it. Yeah. I, I wanted to test it out and see, hey, what is this? Because every service I offer, I do. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I I'm, have I'm to. I'm a firm believer. Are you, yeah, you yeah. too? Oh yeah! I've oh, got God. everything. I love that. Yeah. I I've feel had, like I've had threads in my face and yeah. colors and everything that I offer. Yeah, because I feel like you can't really explain what a procedure is without really having it done yourself. I need to be able to explain the downtime. I need to be able to explain the healing process. I need to be able to explain the results. And it's more credible too that yeah. you've done it yourself. Yeah. So versus oh you you've seen people do it you've done it on people but you've never experienced it. Yeah. But when you can like relay that feeling and kind of um, help be you know, in the patient's shoes. Yeah. And understand what they're going through and explain right. the process. Exactly. It's really helpful. Exactly. And I'm actually the biggest baby when it comes to getting oh, procedures. Oh me too. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. I'm laughing gas and <laughs> you know like I have to inject a lot of lidocaine and um, yeah. I'm a, yeah. 
Because, like, I have so many clients that are so strong and they can handle anything. And I'm like, ah, I just can't. I'm super weak. Um, few more questions. What do you think of, what's the difference between threads and, like, a surgical facelift? Someone's, hey, I've noticed some changing changes in my neck and my jowls. And, you know, traditionally people always think facelift. What, what, why would someone decide threads over a facelift? And what are some of the differences? So great question. And for my friends that are plastic surgeons out there, I never tell people to not get a facelift. I mean, if they're a facelift candidate, by all means get a facelift. I never try to discourage someone from getting a facelift. When they come to me is the, the client or patient that says, hey, I am terrified of going under the knife. I absolutely don't want to get surgery. Then I'm their guy or you're their, their provider. Um, you can take care of them non-surgically. Um, also, some people may be a little too young, say you're 35, but you're starting to see a little gelling, you're starting to see a little sagging here in the lower face, and you just need a little tiny bit of a blip up, um, and you don't really need to get a facelift or get anything surgically done, that's where uh, the non-surgical techniques can really, really make a difference. Do you think that if I was to get threads every single year, up until I'm like 90, I will never need a facelift? I don't think so. I, I think at one point you would still need a facelift. Mm -hmm. I think like eventually where the facelift would be indicated is if you start having too much skin. And that's where the threads are limited, right? Because if you have a turkey neck or you have excess skin and it needs to just be cut and tied back and re-sewed back, then the threads aren't really going to accomplish that. So right. you need to actually surgically incise and cut that skin out. Okay. But the threads can like delay that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's the plan. Um. So. Uh. Sorry. Lost my train of thought for a second. Do you um, break too? If you want. Do I need to break? No. No. no, no you're good. I'm almost done. Um. Oh, we were going to talk about what I really wanted to talk about because we were discussing this earlier. Um. Because I mentioned that I had just had the Morpheus done, mm. and that's one of my favorite procedures. I've already done it like four times on my face and neck. Um, that's awesome. I love it. I feel like the, it's transformed my face after my second session. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, Morpheus is uh, it's a fractionated radiofrequency microneedling. And for those people that know what microneedling is, it's microneedling on steroids with an energy being delivered to the individual needles. So just think of it this way. If microneedling is a bicycle, the radiofrequency microneedling is a Tesla. Yeah. So it's, it's the microneedling on steroids. So basically, you're delivering energy, you're delivering heat into the dermis layer to stimulate collagen um, using energy versus just prickling and, and making the individual microneedling marks. Okay. Right. So, but that is great. You want to basically build the collagen in your skin. And we talked about the necklace. Here's my take on the necklace is if you do have extra skin in the neck and you get it cut back and removed and then you suture it back you still have the same crappy skin that you mm -hmm. did before the neck lift without addressing the actual quality of the skin. So I'm all for the radio frequency device that you have yeah. to reinforce and to boost and to improve the dermal health of the neck skin rather than just cutting it and pulling it back and making it temporarily look good, but you still need to address the skin. So would you do combination therapies for someone who wants to have like perfect flawless skin like radio frequency threads 
lasers, IPL. <laughs> That's now you're talking. Now you're talking. So if you the best treatments for the neck are usually multimodality. Mm -hmm. The neck is the one of the hardest areas. Because of gravity, everything just falls down to the neck, right? Right, right. And so yeah, the neck is so hard to treat. Uh, and you can't just keep hammering away with fillers in the neck or just fill it anymore. It'll just get heavy. So yeah. with the neck, you want to reinforce the, the skin tightening with a radio frequency. You want to, you can actually use the smooth threads to cause fibrosis, to have skin tightening. Yeah. And then finally you top it off with some barb threads and you pull the neck back and you tack it to the back behind the ear. I love and that. And you actually get almost a surgical neck lift result. Wow. That's great. So why is this, this question, I guess we talked a little bit about the Asian market and how South Korea is so advanced with threads. Why do you think America is following and not, you know, just as like at the same pace as the South Koreans when it comes to aesthetics? Well, I recently went to a Korean conference last year and it was just absolutely mind-blowing and eye-opening because you have this area called Gangnam area I, in I've South been there. Korea. <laughs> And it's just an entire city block where there's over 2,000 plastic surgeons wow. and people fly in from all over the world, the world to go get plastic surgery done in Korea or injectables or threads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they've just been doing it so for a lot longer than we have. We yeah. have maybe a dozen or so thread companies here. Mm -hmm. They have dozens of thread companies in Korea. There's wow. multiple dozens of different companies that make threads. So they've been doing it a lot longer than we have. And partly because of the, our FDA is a little bit more stringent. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is that, well, you can look at it as safety. everybody else, safety. Everybody safety. else can be the guinea pig first. Right. And by the time it gets to us, then it's they've, like already, and refined they've already and it's worked perfect. out the kinks, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the, the, the unfortunate thing is that it limits or restricts a lot of the progressive technologies yes. from uh, entering the market because they want them tested elsewhere first before we get our hands on them. Wow, yeah. I am dying to go to South Korea to get trained by some South Korean doctors. I find a lot of their aesthetics so fascinating and so precise and flawless and I love it. They're very aggressive. I love it. They're very aggressive. They are aggressive. I was talking to some Korean doctors when I went to IMCAS in Paris and they were telling me that they do microneedling every two to four weeks. That's a lot of procedures. And it's almost a socially acceptable thing to... It is have procedures done. I mean, when I was there, you see people walking around with face bandages and bandages on their nose and they're grocery shopping with bandages on. And it's almost like it's, it's, a, it's a normal thing to see people walking around just having had their plastic surgery done. Yeah, and um, here it's like some places it's more accepted, like California, people are mm -hmm. like more open about it. You go to New York, no one talks about it. Um, so it, in America, it's not as open as it is in Korea. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It depends on where you are, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are threads Hollywood's, Hollywood's best kept secret? Well, it's possible <laughs> because if they're not telling you what they're getting done, yeah. then is their secret. And just the, the question, I guess we can't really say, but um, all these, there's so many celebrities and they're so flawless, but we know they haven't gotten faceless. Because it doesn't look, you can usually normally tell when someone's had a facelift, right? Especially like Sometimes, first few months. Unless they've had a really good facelift and it's almost imperceptible. Yeah? Yeah. But, but yeah, generally sometimes you can tell and sometimes you can't tell. But facelift is not the end-all be-all. I mean, if someone is hollow, they need fillers. They need fat. They need volume. 
And I always told my patients that um, they who they assume that just getting a facelift is is the end all solution. But if you're hollow and you're cachectic and your face is shriveled, and you get a facelift and you pull your skin back, then you are just hollow, shriveled, but then tight, and um, that doesn't look good either. That doesn't. I've seen that so, too. Um, ultimately, you, you need volume. If you look at all the young people, their faces are full of fat, and it's not in a bad way, but it's it's full, it's voluptuous, it's 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 nice, it's it's healthy. Yeah. And it's not uh, it's not shriveled. It's not, yeah. It's not flat. Yeah. <laughs> shriveled and flat. Um, <laughs> what about prevention? What do you recommend for someone? Anyone who's watching this and they're, uh, you know, maybe like in their teens or early 20s or even 30s, what do you, what do you recommend someone start as prevention for, you know, wrinkles, sagging, fat loss, bone loss? Well, I gotta commend you because I know that you do a lot of anti-aging here mm -hmm. and you do a lot of, um, like some hormone replacement or some, mm -hmm. some vitamins and lifestyle. Yeah. And so lots of integrative stuff. That's integrative very impressive because um, honestly, all the people that. By I the way, did you try that mushroom coffee I gave you? Uh, yes, yeah, it's in my pocket and my my yeah, I I've got it on okay. my thing to try. Okay. Is it a is it a hot cocoa? No, it's just a mushroom coffee, but it gives you like energy. Okay, so it's not a nighttime thing; it's a it's a morning thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I'm gonna I'm dying to try it. Okay. I'm dying to try it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So going back to prevention. <laughs> prevention. So. Um, you know, all the people that I've seen that are like 70 years old and they look like they're barely 40, yeah. all of them have one thing in common is they have a really healthy lifestyle. They work out, they're physically fit, they're active, and that's a lifestyle. That's not anything that you, you know, can pay money and get a quick fix. You have to be committed yeah. and have that lifestyle. And also, of course, we know our typical sunscreen and you know protecting from the sun sun but also people don't realize that sunscreen doesn't last forever so you know if you're going to go out reapplying the sunscreen um, is very very important um also uh watching the facial expressions so so resting b face yeah so i can't swear on you there's certain <laughs> muscles that people just use that are involuntary mm -hmm. so you can just if you notice that you're using those when you're talking, there's, for example, there's the depressors of the corners of the mouth, you know, the RBF face, that those muscles are active and if you start looking around, you'll notice that people use those so they get activated. And so when so you're smiling, they look like they're frowning. Yeah, so training your face. Training your face. Wow. Facial muscle therapy. Mm -hmm. And I learned that as when I went to Korea because there's a clinic that actually that's all they did was um, they did facial muscle therapy. It was like physical therapy for the facial muscles. And they did a little Botox for all the depressors. All the muscles that pull your face down, yeah. they would do Botox on all the depressor muscles and they would do physical therapy in all the muscles that lifted your smiles, your lifting muscles. And they showed before and after photos after a year and they looked like they got facelifts. Like I, I need to it was get that done. Mind blowing. And that's just. <laughs> Therapy. That's muscle therapy. I need facial, facial physical therapy. <laughs> that's what I need. But they have these machines now. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you are. We off camera? Yeah, we're off. <laughs> but we're still recording. Have you seen these um, electro currents? The these home machines that that people rub on their face and it causes the muscles to contract. Yeah. It's kind of like the facial therapy. Which ones do you recommend? I don't. 
I don't have one, but I, I just I see people using them and they're electrocurrent, basically they're stimulating the muscles and you target specific muscles. You don't want to target, you don't want the muscles to contract that are pulling your face down. You want to contract the muscles that are lifting. So all your levator, your zygomaticus major, zygomaticus minor, levator labii, you target yeah. these certain muscles to lift yeah. and you just contract them and you try to not use the, the depressor muscles. Wow. So that's key. So it's a whole sort of plan for yourself. It's a lot different way of, of looking at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I go to my facial physical therapist once a week. That's part of my life. Yeah. If your esthetician is keen on, and she knows her anatomy, she could totally help uh, massage and tweak and make sure you're using those muscles. So is there facial physical therapy offered here in I, Southern California? I, Have, do you know of anybody? I don't know of anybody. We need facial physical therapists. I, I have the contact for that company in Korea. Yeah. So if you want, I could look it up again. But that was that was very interesting when I when I saw the before and after photos. I was like, they looked like they got a facelift, and all they did was get facial therapy. I was like, oh my god. That's wow. so amazing. Wow. Wow. I know, and that's non like aggressive. That's no surgery. That's no cutting. There's no a needles. little Botox. A little Botox here and there. For the platysma muscles. Are these the doctors muscles. who are doing the physical facial physical therapy? Or probably not. They're probably and then who's doing the occupational the therapists, or maybe they're estheticians that are trained in, you know, uh, working with the patients to doing their elevating muscles. I know. It's so, so fascinating. See what she just did. I know. I need to stop. Did you see what she just did? Yes. She was smiling, but she was like. And it was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna make you guys therapy. start like, looking at that. Facial physical facial therapy. <laughs> oh, on the or board. just like don't move your face ever. Mm -mm. Just walk around like this. Okay. And no. Thank you for watching and listening. Hope you learned a lot as I did on threads and non-invasive and non-surgical approaches to aesthetics. So if someone's interested in seeing you, how can they find you? You can look me up with ageless underscore MD. I'm located in Orange County in Tustin, California. All right, thank you. Glad you're here. Thanks a lot. Yeah. So if you like what you heard and you're motivated to live the best you, please subscribe to the podcast.